On this edition of the Scott Radley Show, we are going to be talking about taxes. A new proposal is that maybe we look at taking garbage collection down to once every two weeks, which seems to be the hottest button issue ever. You raise this and people lose their minds, but is it a good idea now? We'll talk about that. And it's November time. The greatest moment in Hamilton annual calendar history, the celebration of meat at restaurants all over the city with gourmet burgers, and we're going to sample some of them so we can guide you. As the helpful guides of culinary delights that we are, we will make your life better by guiding you down a path of meat. Stick with us. Today on the Scott Radley Show on 900 CHML. An old proposal got some new legs this week when a city councillor suggested that maybe, only a maybe at this point, but maybe garbage pickup should be reduced to every second week. And the reason is obviously pretty simple if you've been following the news for the last few days at all. Uh, the other day we heard about a preliminary city budget number that's going to bring in a five point something percent tax increase. Now that's not locked down. Folks at City Hall are going to look at ways to bring that number down. We'll see. But the idea is that I think it is time, and I think this councillor is at least putting forward the idea that it is time to look at anything, look at everything. How do we possibly make some cuts that don't hurt too badly that can bring that tax hike down so people don't freak out completely and beyond the freaking out so that people can afford to live in this city, which is a much, much bigger issue. The councillor who brought this up was Ward 8's John Paul Danko, who joins us now. Councillor, thanks for doing this today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. I must say right off the top, you are a brave man. Not that the idea doesn't have merit, but you and I both know, and a lot of people listening, that in previous times, previous councils, when people have brought this up, uh, they've probably had to walk through the city with a flak jacket for a few months afterwards. It, for whatever reason, this is the biggest hot-button issue in this city. Yeah, I believe this is the fifth time this has come to council in different iterations over the years. But just right off the top, to be absolutely crystal clear, uh, what this is proposing when we say biweekly landfill waste collection, we're only talking about the landfill waste portion of the garbage stream. So blue box recycling, green bin organics, leaf and yard waste would still be picked up every week, just like they are now. Um, but we're only talking about the landfill portion. So um, to me, as somebody that recycles, uses the green bin in my leaf and yard waste bags, um, it's really not that much of a challenge. So I, I find it difficult to, uh, to really comprehend how it's been such a challenge over the years. But the reality is that we are at a point in time where we're facing some really significant budget challenges, not only in 2020, but beyond that. So I think we're at the point where we need to really overturn every stone and look for every savings that is, uh, could be possible and uh, biweekly waste collection is one option. And this, this motion is not actually recommending to go to biweekly um, right off the top. All I'm asking is to simply put out a uh, request for proposals, a tender, and then once we get those real-world market prices back, then make that decision there. So if there is a substantial savings, then maybe then we talk about the merits of biweekly. If there's not, then we continue with the status quo. Well, there are, as you say, there are all kinds of pressures and challenges that the council is going to face. And when I look at this, 
maybe I'm missing a third option, but it seems the two options are you either make some cuts or you increase taxes. Is there a third one there that I'm not catching on to? No, that's exactly the choice that uh, we're facing as a council and as a city. Uh, we either cut services or we raise taxes. Um, in, the, in the case of waste uh, collection, I, I personally I don't see biweekly collection of the landfill stream of, of waste as a service cut because we'd still be picking up the same amount of uh, volume of, of garbage, including the blue box recyclables and green bin and such. Um, and it, it, we're, we'd be going from one bin every week to two bins every two weeks. So the volume of trash you could put out the same is just changing the frequency that the landfill portion is picked up, uh, which encourages people to really pay a little bit more attention to what they're putting in the blue box and what they're putting in the green bin. So it, it increases diversion. Um, beyond just the the annual savings on the collection contract, because this is a, this is a seven-year contract uh, for our waste collection, so we have an opportunity this year to make this change if we're if we're interested in it. But after that, we're locked in for seven years. So whatever that price is, we're stuck with it for the next seven years. And so and, make this and leading into this, now. leading into this, I don't know if you know offhand, but what have we been paying per year for this garbage collection? I, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head, but what I can tell you is pretty much every municipal contract that has come due. Uh, this happened with our recycling contract. It's, it hap- it's happened with pretty much every municipal contract. Is Prices have gone up substantially since the last time this was tendered. I believe this was uh, 2012 was the last time it was tendered. So we know no matter what, the price of this contract is going to go up substantially. So in my mind, if there is an opportunity for savings, um, we need to at least, you know, look at it and, and have that conversation. What kind of feedback, by the way, because knowing again that you say five times this has come up and every time councillors <laughs> has been scared off by the response, what is the response you've received? Well, I think that there is uh, quite a bit of hesitation when something is seen as a service cut. Um, I think there are quite a few councillors that are quite conservative in um, in some of these longstanding issues. You know, on, on the waste file in particular, I think as a municipality, We've made a lot of progress over the years, and I think a lot of the long-term counselors can take a lot of credit for that. Um, I think we've reached a, a maturity in our in our waste management where Hamiltonians are now used to recycling. They're now used to using the green bin, used to using um, leaf and yard waste. So I think we've got a maturity in the waste management sector where people are, are maybe a little bit more... Um, resigned to the fact that, that, yeah, we can recycle more. Yeah, we can use the green bin. Um, but uh, I, there's no question it's it's still a controversial topic. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm expecting when this does go to Public Works on November 18th, there'll be quite a lively debate. <laughs> With 5.5% tax increase looming in this city, I think everything has to fairly be on the table. And, John Paul, I think that probably, would I be right in guessing then that if you're bringing this out and we've got this big increase looming potentially, we should probably be expecting a bouquet of trial balloons to be floated around by different councillors just to see what kind of reaction is out there in the weeks coming up? Well, I think everybody is trying to find uh, different tax savings uh, measures in our budget. But uh, I've had several conversations with our city manager, with our general manager of finance, and the, the fact is that the city of Hamilton is, is actually quite a lean municipality. Over the last, I believe it's the last 10 years, our annual tax increases have been 
somewhere between one and a half to two percent, which is in line with the uh, consumer price index. So the council has managed to keep taxes down. We we sort of have a reputation of being a relatively high tax municipality, but in Hamilton, our our biggest issue is the ability to pay. We have um, relatives to some of our comparator municipalities, some low um, average family incomes, which really, when you have a high tax uh, burden and also a low, you know, ability to pay, that that those municipal taxes really impact people. So, as a council, I think we're all cognizant of that. But at the same time, um, there are our core city services, garbage collection, obviously being one. Snow plowing is another one um, where we deliver uh, above what we're required to by the province, and there's opportunities for um, changing those service levels to save money. But, uh, you know, we've we've already done anything that was easy that we could do to save money, and we're now at the point where if we are serious about reducing that tax impact on families, um, we need to make some a little bit tougher choices. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I'm I'm not disagreeing with you, and you know, you know, and I'm sure everyone listening knows there have been times we've been critical of council on the show. There have been times we've been supportive, and I'm looking right now and going, look, this is not an easy one. We're going to have to at some point grit our teeth and make some decisions not everybody likes. That's just life. No, that's right, and we we had a report um, at a, a committee about some of the budget drivers and. A lot of them that we've been hit with this year is kind of a perfect storm where our insurance premiums have gone up, um, partially due to flooding and and, uh, the impacts of climate change. Um, Our policing costs have gone up, and as a council, um, we don't uh, have control over our policing budget. We just have the ability to approve or disapprove of it. Um, DART's ridership has just gone through the roof, and Councillor Ferguson and I are working on um, trying to figure out what those drivers are for driving DART's trips. So there's a lot of different um, mechanisms at, at play here. A provincial downloading is another huge one. I mean, this year we are facing, I believe it was around $15 million um, in provincial downloading. The province, to their credit, has backtracked on some of that um, and re or, or put a pause on some of that downloading. So I believe it's about 5.4 million this year. But those provincial downloading, that, that's coming next, you know, 2021. That's not going away. So the next several years, we're facing really, really challenging budgets. No but question it, about it. And it seems to me that what is going to happen, what is inevitably going to happen, is that we are going to have to have ultimately the... the what really it's about is a discussion about or a debate about what municipal government's role really is. Because I, I don't think we're in a place now where we can be everything to everybody that maybe we wanted once upon a time. We're going to have to make some hard choices and pick what the things are that we think are really the essential things as opposed to the bonuses. That's right. I think one of the hardest choices that we're going to have to make as a municipality is to take a hard look at what's been downloaded to us from the province. It's mostly social services and, uh, and uh, services in, 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 the, um, in the social sector. And we have a choice where we can say, you know, these costs were downloaded to the province. We're going to cut our budgets equivalent to that. And I'm sorry, these services are no longer available. Or we're going to have to figure out ways to fund those and, uh, you know, really... Um, speak to taxpayers and say, you know, this was cut and we're funding it because people really need these services and we can't just take it away. 
um, that's going to be a really, really difficult conversation as well. And you know as well as I do, because Murphy always plays a role in this when he brings his law into effect, that as soon as you make garbage collection one day or once every two weeks, we will have the longest heat wave ever in this city so that everything will... You, it has to happen. You know that if we go down this route that something will go on so that everyone goes, see, I told you we never should have done that. That's just that's yeah. how it works, isn't it? Well, I mean, when you change service levels, um, people have a certain expectation of what their municipality does. And I, I think to your point, um, it, it's it's tough when people are you know, expect a certain service level. But on the on the garbage collection side, there there should be nothing in the landway stream that smells. Um, that should go in the green bin. But uh, you know, it, it's it's changing people's behavior and and really, like you said, taking a hard look of what we do and what our core services are as, as a municipality. And to me, anyway, that that usually comes back to the public works department. And uh, I was just at a manager's meeting this morning with public works and. Those guys uh, work so hard, and every single department citywide has been tasked with finding ways to reduce their budgets, to come in with um, efficiencies, and uh, and decrease the, the the tax levy. And it's no matter which department you're talking about, um, there's there's you know the, there are some efficiencies here and there, but to a large part, we've already done anything that was easy. So it's it's uh, it's it's you know, the next few years are definitely going to be pretty tough um, from a tax perspective. Councillor John Paul Danko, appreciate the time today. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for having me on. You're listening to the Scott Radley Show podcast on 900 CHML. Get some food, get something that's snacky probably would be the best thing, I'm telling you, because we're going to be, we will make you hungry over the next hour. We do every year when we do this show. Before I get to that and tell you what that's all about, let me just give you your quiz question quickly. You can call Will and give him your answer. Here it is. There's only one country in the world whose name begins with the letter Y. What country is that one? 905-645-3221, star 9900. One country in the world whose name begins with the letter Y, and I forgot to tell him. Let me just make sure here. All right, he got it. Uh, he knew it beforehand. You know, you never know. Um, 905-645-3221, star 9900. So while you're thinking about that, let me tell you about Novemberger, which is why we're here. Novemberger is, other than maybe Christmas or your birthday, the greatest moment in Hamilton. Better than a Grey Cup, sorry. Uh, better than whatever. It is a celebration of meat, mostly. There's some veggie options, but... Uh, and it is a celebration of hamburgers, gourmet hamburgers, and charity. And Romeo Crugnale, who is behind it this year, joins us. Romeo, thanks for doing this. Hey, thanks for having us, Scott. So tell, take a minute or so and tell us about Novemberger. Yeah, so uh, Novemberger is uh, in its sixth year running. Um, this is the first year that we've taken over the reins as, you know, event coordinators. And, um, you know, we couldn't, have, we couldn't have picked a better event because as you said, it's, you know, people are marking down the days and checking off the days like, like it's Christmas morning um, on November 1st. And, you know, even, even going through the setup of this event this year, uh, months ahead of time, people were emailing us, hey, what's going on? Hey, tell us more. Hey, what's changing? Hey, this and that. So there really is a lot of anticipation and there really is a lot of buzz um, in regards to this, to this particular event. So the idea is that restaurants in the city create a gourmet burger for this event 
and you go and you eat at these restaurants and a portion of the proceeds goes towards a charity. Yep. So that charity is Food for Kids. So it's a local Correct. Yeah. charity yeah, for the kids. Hamilton chapter, yeah, the Hamilton board at Food, at food for Kids. And, and yeah, so, so you know, this year um, in particular, um, we've got a great bunch of restaurants on board. Um, as I said, it's a bit of a reboot year. So while we don't have, you know, the 70 or so um, that we had in last year's roster, we're really happy of the 15 restaurants that we, that we have this year. And, you know, while things may have changed a lot of what made Novemberger Novemberger stayed the same so the good is still here and um, you know we're, we're looking for a, a great month ahead uh, while we bring in uh, the first place let me introduce the people who are sitting around the table who will be sampling meat in all its various incarnations and iterations today I got a, a person that everybody knows played for the Thai Cats ran in the last election and can eat Pete Dykowski hey I'm 50 pounds lighter than last year, so we'll see Until how that Until the goes. end of tonight. Uh, next to him, a guy who has watched this go on for all six years that we've done it and has begged me every year, and each year I forget to ask him until it's too late and he sees everyone walk in, Rick Zamperin from CHML, who I finally remember to bring oh, in. It's like being called up to the big league, Scott. <laughs> I can't wait. And next to him, now, we, I wanted to say that we had someone who was going to come in here today, and uh, she, and I won't say who because I don't want to create a bit of a panic, but they had a bit of a health issue, a health concern at home, so she had to... Take a pass on this one. So very bravely, Ben, who you hear on the show every night, very bravely, Ben has will has stepped up and said, I will eat in her stead. If I have to, You're, I have to. You know there, I mean? There's a hero born every minute. Hey, I'm just saying, burgers is all you had to say, so here I am. Well, let's get to it, because uh, first up, we have The Coop with Michael Vogt, who is uh, the man behind this. Michael, thanks for coming guys? in. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Excellent. So you have brought in what is called the Delicious. Yeah, so... You know, Rick, you can grab one and pass okay, that around. Slide them down. Dig it, in. So it looks beautiful. We'll just go bottom to top with the burger, and and we'll talk uh, just a little bit about what it is. You know, the big thing before you get into it, guys, just you know, the bun especially. We want to start. We want to make sure everything's covered. So basically, we get a lot of butter on both sides of that bun. Get it on the flat top. Get that golden crunch on there, and it's, that's where it starts, right? You build that flavor. You build that. The butter, bun right? feels good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, always does. Always does. <laughs> Then we do on top and bottom, we've got a nice buttermilk dill dressing that we get both on the top and bottom of the bun. And then we build up some nice fresh uh, iceberg lettuce, just gives it that good crunch, you know, a little bit of added moisture from the iceberg as well. A couple fresh slices of tomato. Then we've got the bread and butter pickles, which just, you know, goes perfectly with a burger, dill there, digging in again. The patty is a chuck brisket beef. One thing we believe in is always fresh, never frozen, you know, the best possible ingredients we can get. Um... That is then seasoned with a blackening spice. So basically what we want to do, we had all this uh, vinegary dill pickle flavor. So we wanted that, you know, we wanted that meat to stand up to all that flavor as well. We melt a little bit of Havarti cheese on top of that. And then that's topped with crispy dill pickle chips. So, you know, it gives that added crunch. And so now we're, you know, buttermilk dill dressing, dill pickles, dill pickle chips. You know, yeah, you snuck some chips in there. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh. So it's, it's about as ultimate as you can get for a, for a pickle burger and, you know, hits all those notes. Right, you have the juiciness, you have the crunch, you have that butter flavor. Rick, you just destroyed that. I didn't hear a word you said. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure it matters. You know, it's the burger's perfect. Yeah. I gotta say, like 
the flavor with the pickle as well, it just complements everything so well. Yeah, and it's like I said, you know, by by getting that uh, getting the butter on that bun and getting that caramelization, making sure you know the tenants of the burger are done properly, right? It doesn't matter what you put on top if you can't cook that burger well. So we got a great training program for our guys, making sure that that all our food comes up awesome, and you know the sales on these burgers are going really really great. It's being very well received, and I think it's no just doubt. a cool idea, mm-hmm. you know. So that is um. That is delicious. Wow. That is really, really good. good. I think the dill it. sauce is the yep. killer. I mean, that just well with dill chips. That's a very Canadian thing, yes. too, right? Yeah. Well, the most impressive thing. You guys aren't typically known for your beef. No, that's just it. You know, we, we're fried chicken, right? So, you know, again, talking about our fried chicken, all brined. You know, again, fresh, never frozen. You know, just using the best possible products, having our own. You know, uh, a seasoning that we have on there. That's you know, it's tip, you know, you always hear about KFC, the all the herbs and spices. So we've got the same deal. You know, we formulated a, a a flavor and a crunch that's that's really synonymous to us, and and we really love it. So, Mike, let me tell you something. We gotta we gotta get through there. You gotta tell us where the coop is. But before that, uh, people at home can't see it, but sometimes when we do these tastings some of the burgers get left because they can't there's not a drop of Amazing. anybody's burger let's all I, get, I got some lettuce here yeah. right. so oh, where, where is the coop coop wicked chicken two locations one 370 brand street in burlington and one right on the corner of king and hess in hamilton so awesome open late night come on down anytime we are happy to have you excellent job michael vote thanks so much awesome. the coop thanks, with guys. the dill issues that is a fantastic wow. opener if that's not really not true, not really an opener per se, you wouldn't go there and have that as hey, let's have an appetizer with that burger. I'd have another though. That's oh yeah. Great. Oh yeah. All right. Well, so Earl's is up next with the Bronx Burger. Steve Shaughnessy is in uh, hard act to follow. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna lie to you. So we're gonna we're gonna dive into the Bronx Burger, which is also enormous. Yes. None, none of the burgers that ever come in, Steve, are small here. No one's ever made a small burger. Oh, sorry. Justin. Justin. Sorry, I got the wrong name yeah, on the list. No well, worries. Justin, Justin, Steve, you know. Um, Steve's Justin, next. Who's Steve anyways? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks for coming in. Tell us about this burger. Yeah, so what we have here uh, is our brioche bun we bake fresh daily uh, with a zesty red pepper relish that we make in-house. Uh, all beef, Creekstone, RWA beef, which is raised without antibiotics or hormones. Uh, aged white cheddar melted on top. And then we have two... Uh, deep fried gluten free uh, onion rings, and then we have a red pepper. We have uh, an arugula tossed with a little bit of lemon oil and a little bit of confit garlic mayo to finish. So nice and high burger. Uh, this burger was inspired um, by a trip to New York City with New York massive burgers all the time piled high. Uh, so we brought that back, and that's why it's called the Bronx Burger. Well, it's big. It's impressive. Yeah. Crunchy. Unfortunately, it doesn't taste like New York City. It just inspires <laughs> that feeling. And the uh, the onion ring. It's perfect. Glad you enjoyed it. I've had onion rings and burgers that have even been soggy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is... Yeah, it's supposed to give you that crispy crunch uh-huh. into that burger. Definitely yep. does. The meat's perfect, too. I like that pepper in there. Perfect. How do you keep it from getting soggy? Sorry for talking with a mouthful. <laughs> so it's a, gluten, uh, it's a gluten-free breading. Uh, it's a mixture of, like, tapioca flour, rice flour, uh, potato starch. So it gives it that, like, crispy crunch uh, that would uh, combat instead of flour that you would use in breadcrumbs. Um... And it, was, it just always stays fresh. We fry it for two minutes in the fryer, a little bit of water, the batter, and then... When down. you... How, tell me about the process. Did you guys all sit around and come up with this? Start so fiddling this burger, around with ideas? This burger came, came out in 2008. Uh, Earl's has 67 restaurants all across Canada and the United States, and uh, it was a favorite burger, a staple burger for us, and it went away to bring on new uh, things, and we bring it back... 
every once in a while, so for Novemberger and stuff like that, just to give the guests a little treat uh, of something something they missed. Thank you for bringing it back, because that was <laughs> great. That's right, you enjoyed. How much different do you think this burger would be if it was a different kind of bun? If it was a different bun? I think the brioche bun uh, is, like, is my favorite type of bun. So soft uh, and fluffy. It holds the best to hold everything together. And uh, I don't think any other bun would do as well as a brioche bun. Uh, Earl's is where? Where would people go for this one? Because it's another great burger. We're located at 900 Maple Avenue in uh, in uh, Mapleview Mall. We're just on the back side and we're open till 2 a.m. And we have brunch as well. Is she going to serve that for brunch? No. <laughs> we all day long. All day long. You should. Just go for brunch and just have a Bronx yeah, burger. No, that is, um, yeah. That's two for two so far. That's two for two so Perfect. far. Uh, thanks for coming in. Really appreciate that. Really that appreciate is amazing. It. Thank you. Well, Ben? So far? I'm a very happy camper. Yeah. Everyone so, has done great today. Yeah, and, and again, nothing left on any plates. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I don't want to make that sound like now the first person that has some left means they're a failure. I think at some point we're going to hit the... <laughs> People are going to start tapping out. Yes. The meat wall, yes. The meat sweats will kick in eventually. Uh, the electric diner up next, Jamie Ewing with the Breakfast Club <laughs> burger. Now, I think William who's on the other side of the glass today, said that was it yesterday, William, or was it today that you were there? Just yesterday he was there having a breakfast club burger. He set me up for this one. He said it was fantastic. So this is the one, honestly, because of William, that I have been waiting for most today. And uh, it looks amazing. It's a double-decker. Yeah, Jamie, tell us what's in this one. So we wanted to infuse breakfast. Um, as that's a staple at the diner, breakfast and burgers. We thought we could do both in one without doing sort of the obvious bacon and egg on there. So, But we do have bacon, and it's in the form of uh, a coffee bacon jam at the bottom. Um, mm. You'll notice there's three pieces of bun in there. Um, those are all done French toast style. So that's, the, that's your egg and that's your breakfast. Uh, two patties, one of them topped with caramelized apple and brie the other one topped with uh, swiss cheese and hickory sticks uh, which is one of our sort of signature moves there as well and then on top of that to pull it together we have uh, maple and chipotle aioli the no. apple brings a really nice sweetness to this that yeah. was great yeah, well, and the french toast salty. love the french yes. toast bun that mm. that is that is amazing and, and like much much butter, better than that fast food place that tries the same thing, but you yeah. guys are like yeah. a million times <laughs> oh, better. Yeah. Well, there are a lot of companies out there who will try to tell you that something's breakfast when it's not. That's it. But you could eat this for breakfast. And they do. Totally. People have. Yeah. This thing has literally so many layers, but so many layers of flavors. Bacon, mm. the chipotle, you get that hit from that. The meat's awesome. Uh, this yeah, phenomenal burger. Phenomenal. Yeah, when you say it was coffee bacon, that yeah. that's like magic words. Yes. <laughs> you, you could Is there anything better? You could have someone do something horrible for you if you said, I'll give you coffee bacon. Coffee bacon. They would be willing to do almost anything for yeah. coffee bacon. That is yeah, uh, that is a beautiful combination, coffee and bacon. I don't know what else you could throw in there as a third thing to make it even better. I don't know if there is a thing. Well, there's some maple syrup in there, too. So. Maple? Well, you can yeah, taste that, that in the French toast. Yeah. yeah. That is, um, okay, so where is the electric diner? So we're located at 96 George Street, and that's uh, George off of Queen, you know, between uh, King and Maine there. Downtown. Excellent. That is, a, uh, that is an amazing, and again, the, 
it doesn't you wouldn't think I wouldn't think of a hamburger for breakfast necessarily mm-hmm. some days <laughs> depends yeah. how late you wake up I suppose but <laughs> yeah. but I would We're all off with the time change yeah but yeah that's true but I would eat that one for breakfast that was amazing thank Excellent. you for that I oh, really appreciate you. that that's Jamie Ewing from the nice. Electric Diner with the Breakfast Club Burger thanks so oh, much yeah. for coming in yeah. Yeah. Cheers. appreciate that one that's a good uh, let us move along. We keep going here. We are. Um, Do you say move along? Move along. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, one of the things about this much eating this much is you got to keep. You don't want to stop and make it too relaxed because as soon as you right. settle, it becomes more difficult. Oh man, you can't lose your momentum. Go oh, and wait till you see this next one. Oh that came my in. goodness, <laughs> meat the, central. The Italian stallion, which uh, I don't know if this was inspired by Rocky Balboa or just the name. I don't know if I want to eat Rocky Balboa, but nonetheless, <laughs> uh, this is from The General with Harrison Hennick, uh, who is the chef. Thanks for coming in. Appreciate it. it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Ta- this, oh this honestly, is this is so far the biggest one. This is one. a work of art. Wow. This is a work of art. There's a, a pepper, this hot pepper. muffaletta dressing on it? Yeah, so it was called the Italian Stallion. That wasn't necessarily the first name, um, but well, the powers that be definitely decided that we couldn't call it that first name <laughs> um, essentially though it, it is a, uh, um, a muffaletta sandwich um, uh, with a burger in there burger looks like I cooked it properly that's sweet um, so six ounce um, uh, brisket chuck patty a little bit of garlic mayo on the bottom shredded lettuce uh, spicy soppressata uh, mortadella a uh, little bit of a muffaletta mix so pickled peppers and olives all that goodness and then uh, three slices of provolone cheese. I oh. was going to bring some antacids, but I totally forgot to pick them up. Well, you, you don't need antacids. You need some way to actually... You need a op- bed. Well, o- open your jaw a little further than what you can. Oh, yeah. You've got to go sideways on this one. You can't get at it the full, the regular way. <laughs> well, this takes me right back to university. I went to college down at LSU, Louisiana State University. Nice. Go Tigers. Yeah. Boys are looking good against Alabama this weekend. But this is a uh, staple down there. Exactly, yeah. It's a traditional kind of, uh, I mean, Louisiana, New Orleans kind of sandwich. A lot of people interpret it as like an Italian thing. Um, but just because you have all those kinds of Italian uh, flavors to it and all those cold cuts and stuff, it, it's become quite Italian. Sorry, nobody can talk because we're yeah. all chewing. No, that's good. That's good. Silence is always a no, good thing in great restaurants, spice in right? There. There's great spice in there. Brings yeah. me back to my roots. My parents, Italian. We grew up on mortadella, provolone, mozzarella, Havarti, all these cheeses, hot salami, hot peppers, and just the fl- the combination of the flavors just packs a punch. Really good. Good. Thank you. And this is the first one that you need a bib. <laughs> yeah. This one is all over the place right now. It's all over the floor outside as well. Mm. I had to hold it there in my hands, making sure that it didn't fall when I walked in the studio. So that was There is a lot of meat on this burger. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you, I mean, you brought it in from the restaurant today, so it's had a chance to, I don't want to say settle, like it's not flat, but when you bring this out in the restaurant and it is gloriously fresh off the grill, this thing's about seven inches high. Exactly, right? Yeah, that was a, obviously a concern for all of us bringing burgers in the studio. Um, obviously, no one's really judging us that the burgers aren't hot or anything, but it's... Uh, They're it's, hot in flavor. Yeah, it's a piece mm-hmm. of work, so I tried to keep it as fresh as possible. I assembled it outside, actually. Um, but yeah, because of all that oil and stuff, it gets soggy. So fresh is best always. But just like any cold cut sandwich, right? It's right. sometimes better at two o'clock in the morning on your couch. Well, and I, I just I asked somebody else before, how'd you come up with the idea? Do you just sit around in the kitchen one day and start playing around and see what works? <laughs> Funny enough, we uh, so the general is actually um, a, a bakery, a butcher shop, a little bit of a restaurant. We do a great breakfast program on the weekends, um, and we did the sandwich and we made a big kind of honking sandwich and people really went for it and then we said well we got to do November burger what are we going to do let's turn that into you know make that sandwich and put a burger underneath it and you know now that i'm finished chewing it a bit 
I'm catching a lot of olive yeah. in it. There's, there's olives yeah. in there. Yeah, the Mufaleta mix has olives. Uh, like it's like a tapenade almost? Are, yeah, it's a big mixture of a bunch of pickled kind of peppers and things like that. So that carries spice and it carries, uh, you know, brininess from the olives yeah. and all that. Just tons of flavor. Um, so, so far, not, I want to go back to yours in a second, but like we've had four. The coupe with the dill, very dilly, mm-hmm. very delicious. Yep. Earl's, the Bronx Burger with the, uh, the onion, onion ring. ring. Yep. Excellent. The Breakfast Club with the French toast kind of thing, and this one with the spice. I mean, like four. It's amazing every year when we do this how you can take the same. The name of the thing is a hamburger, and they are completely and absolutely unrelated in any way. Yeah, that's a cool thing. It's amazing, right? Four burgers, and we've already traveled to the far corners of. (laughs) Yeah, you've been there. Yeah, we had. We were supposed to do another burger as well, featuring our other restaurant, but. I didn't want to give anybody a heart attack or anything. <laughs> so. Oh, please, no, I welcome it. Tell, tell us about the other one. Uh, the other one, uh, so from our other restaurant, Neek, uh, it's a burger we call Jesus is King. Um, I saw a picture of this one. This looks pretty creative. Again, it's just a, about as tall as this one as well. So two grilled cheese sandwiches and then kind of a classic burger, so special sauce, uh, eight-ounce burger patty, cheddar cheese, lettuce, tomato, onion, bacon smashed in between two grilled cheese yeah, sandwiches. Yeah, in between two grilled cheese sandwiches. Yeah. So. Wow. Yep, that yeah. is uh, that is remarkable. That is fantastic stuff. Harrison Hennick, again from the General and from Neek. Now, where is Neek, by the way, if people Neek want right, the grilled cheese one? Yeah, right downtown, James Street North, James and uh, Vine. Excellent work. Well done. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Harrison. Yeah. Let us take a very quick break here on the Scott Radley Show. We're going to regroup. We're going to mop up a table in front of us because we're a mess right now. You're listening to the Scott Radley Show podcast on 900 CHML. In front of us is the Jeffrey. Now, I want to say this. This is a this is a historic moment because I think it was six years ago when Hamburg, Novemberger started and we started doing this version of the show once a year. And I believe the first chef that ever brought in a burger was the man sitting in front of us, Greg Vincent from Hamburger, That's right. which is on King William, which was a... I can't remember what year... Oh, no, the first one was the, the hamburger. Was the was the ham on, one of our... Ham on. Yeah, it's still on our menu to this day, mm-hmm. and it's uh, one of our bestsellers. I bet. Yeah. I bet. And it's fantastic. So tell us about the Jeffrey and why it's called the Jeffrey. Yeah. So this is a quarter pound smash patty, the little whiskey braised beef short rib, uh, some bourbon and peach onion, um, crispy leeks, and uh, garlic aioli. And we uh, we called it the Jeffrey in honor of one of our guests who helped us develop this burger. He, um, he he's a big fan of ours since day one. Him and his wife come in all the time, and she reached out to us for her uh, their 25th wedding anniversary. Wanted to get involved. Wanted to get him in the kitchen and get him get his hands dirty. So he worked with our executive chef and was able to sort of come up with a plan and get in there and really design this burger. And his name was Jeffrey. His I name, he, yeah, he that is would make sense. he is Jeffrey. Yes, leaks. Yeah. Little crispy leek, a little yeah. bit of texture, not too on- oniony. Something you don't see a lot on on burgers. This is innovative. You guys are always pushing the envelope. There. Always trying to do something different. I mean, our, our kind of motto since day one has been quality ingredients. You know, just kept simple, um, nothing too over the top, but um, lo- focus on local products and and local ingredients. The meat's outstanding. Well, you guys are under the most pressure. I got to tell you, when you name your restaurant hamburger. That's all we do, right? They better have good <laughs> yeah, They better be good. Always, um, they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They are. But, yeah, no, every time when you guys come in, I'm always thinking to myself, this is the one that they better deliver. That You've never failed to deliver. It's always been great. But if you're going to disappoint, I bring people from out of town there. Yep. 
Absolutely. There's one on King William. We're going to get to the one on Ottawa Street next. You're on King William. I'm on, based out of King Wall. And King now, uh, and we just were talking about it in the break, you guys are also in St. Catharines now. We are. We've been there about a year now, just across from the per, uh, Performing Arts Centre on St. Paul Street. Um, our King William location is kind of our new baby because it just opened after a massive renovation. We Doubled in size, for, right? Mm-hmm. Just Sorry? about doubled in size? Just about doubled in size, yeah. Um, it was closed for about six months and we start to finish, gutted the entire place and, and did it proper this time. And if you're going to go down there, and I encourage you to do so, the deep fried dill pickles, also outstanding. Also outstanding if you like dill. We had we had a, the, we had dill. the dill burger to start with. Yeah, if they yeah. could throw in the deep fried dill pickles, we might have gone into some sort of <laughs> dill coma. <laughs> But no, this is uh, as always, Jeffrey or Greg. This is uh, this is outstanding. I almost called you Jeffrey. That's a, <laughs> well, thanks to Jeffrey as well yeah, for yeah. coming up with yes, it. Yes, definitely. Now, is Jeffrey going to be involved in other burgers, or was this his uh, one shot? This this was a great starting off point. He did a great job. We we might bring him back in for a couple of guest appearances. See, I think you start auctioning off kitchen opportunities for people <laughs> yeah. to get a burger named after them. Yeah, and to come in and, and uh, lend us a hand and and get a chance to get a little creative. As long as they're good at it. Yeah. We can guide them in the right direction and help them out. That's what we do. That's right. You're you're allowed to build your own burger, but here's the only ingredients you're allowed to use. (laughs) But knock yourself out. Uh, Greg Vincent, thanks for coming in. Again, we always appreciate it. The hamburger is on King William, right by James Street, right beside the Mule, right down in that whole area, if you know that area. If you have not been down, by the way, to King William lately... If it's been 20 years since you've been downtown, King William is slightly different. <laughs> the Delta Williams. Bingo's gone. <laughs> Delta Bingo's gone, but the food is there now. We just had one of the hamburger restaurants, King William, in here. Now we have hamburger from Ottawa Street with True Koppel, who is in here as the chef. Thanks for coming in. No problem. This um, Tell us about the good fella, which... We can start eating yeah, it. Yeah, we're we're, eating we're it. waiting all through the commercial break. They have been sitting there thing. dying to dive into this one. I said, no, you got to wait till True starts talking. So tell us about the burger. <laughs> Um, so it's a like infusion of two burgers that have been on the like before, and it's a seven ounce beef patty, mozzarella cheese, crispy uh, pepperoni, garlic mushrooms, arugula, uh, crispy Parmesan pasta, and roasted tomato aioli. I didn't catch what the really crunchy part is that everyone's hearing crunching at home. Uh, it's a Parmesan dusted crispy pasta. That is cooked to the point of like it is. Crispy. It's it's very crispy. Yeah. It's not with that. That's fantastic. The flavor is incredible on this one. It pops. Wow. Mm-hmm. Something is popping. <laughs> so where did you come up with the idea for this? Just. Um, it's a combination of two like burgers that have been on the men- like on the menu and smashes in the past. They're just kind of like infused and amped up and. So when you do a smash, is it just taking two of your ideas and saying, "Let's see what happens." No, like, it varies. Like, sometimes we just get a good idea and roll with it, and we just get inspired by, like, the littlest things, you know? It was like eating two burgers at the same time mm-hmm. and being efficient here. <laughs> yeah, with a little Increasing pizza thrown productivity. in. Also, I like the sesame seeds on the bun. I, as, a, as an aside, I really enjoy sesame seeds on a bun. Not necessarily the taste, but because they're interesting. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little fun distraction. Hmm. So talk about making the Parmesan. Is it Parmesan pasta? Uh, so it's... Uh, fried pasta, and then we toss it in Parmesan after it comes out of the fryer before uh, it gets topped on the burger. So you cook wow. it, yeah, like like you would normally, and yeah. then you put it in the deep fryer. Um, so it's like blanched pasta, and we just deep fry it till it's like super crispy, golden brown. Toss it in Parmesan cheese, season it, and do it to order. Do you have a second one in the hallway? Because I really want two of these. <laughs> <laughs> this one's good. 
Do you guys, like, when you're having fun, you must have fun in the kitchen trying these and coming up with all kinds of different things, right? Yeah, it's a great time. Nothing ever goes bad, right? Like, when even, and I, I don't mean, like, the food goes bad. I mean, when you're trying new ones, do you ever taste one and it goes, no, that's not good? Because they would all seem like they would taste great and you just, we're going to get the best ones of the great ones. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we just kind of, like, work to it and perfect it. And, you know, like, I don't think we've ever had one where we're like, ooh, no. I don't, I've <laughs> never run into Your worst one. case scenario is you, you just eat it and try exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, it's a pretty good place to work when that's your worst case scenario. Oh, that was just great. Are you hiring? Not really great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm back in the job hunt. <laughs> When you're, when you're constructing a burger like this, do you try it a few times in terms of, you know, it has too much pepperoni, it doesn't have enough, it has too much of the Parmesan? Like, how much do you play around with it? Um, yeah, like, we, like, come up with things ahead of time and, like, work with it and play around and then, like, make sure it's perfect. So, like, we'll try it and then we'll be like, okay, this is how much of this we right. need. And, There's like, the aha moment. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Aha! Save yeah. that one. That's Photocopy cool. that. Yeah, yeah write, that it, again. write it down, memorize it. Wow. It is called The Good Fella. It is from Hamburger on Ottawa Street. Easy enough to find. Been there a whole bunch of times. Great restaurant. Always good burgers. Uh, True Koppel is the person who brought it. Thanks for doing this. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having Fantastic me. Fantastic burger. The Good Fella. So the Jeffrey and the Good Fella. It's like naming the burgers like a John Grisham novels. Always says the before yes. it. <laughs> That good fellow was good. Good fellow was great. Not a great fellow. Yeah, it should be the great fellow, the yeah. fantastic fellow. But then it starts to sound a little weird. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, the Harbor Diner. Jenna Graham is bringing in the Apple Smash Burger. This is another one of the ones that I have been really looking forward to today. I don't. I mean, they all are ones I've been looking forward to, but for some reason, the Apple Smash Burger has just sounded. I'm just thinking this. The it's name, delicious. it sounds like it should be fantastic. It's delicious, especially with a fresh granddad's donut. You can't get any better. Than is that, that what the bun is? Yeah. Uh, we Lord. like to support the North End, you know, James Street, oh uh, our, our diner being on the North End. And granddad's just down the street. Why not work together and make something extremely delicious? Well, so, not only is it between uh, granddad's donut, it's also the most substantial patty that we've oh seen. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's an eight-ounce patty. This so thing's a softball. quite this, huge. <laughs> there aren't many burgers where you just sit back and look at it just to admire how it's constructed. And this is one of those because it's phenomenal. <laughs> and my mouth is watering. <laughs> it's like three inches thick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's what one of those unhinge your jaw kind of things to get it in. As soon as I bit into it, what's mm. the spice that I'm really tasting? Um, it's flavor? probably the bacon jam, or it actually could be the cinnamon from cinnamon. the apple fritter mm-hmm. itself. Mm-hmm. The flavors kind of play off each other. Of you course. get that nice sweet from the bacon and then it's, the cinnamon. It's cinnamon, and I never put it together because I don't think I've ever had a cinnamon <laughs> in a burger before. So you're not thinking, you're not expecting cinnamon. First for everything. Absolutely. Um, what's this one called again? It's the apple smash burger. It has apple wood cheddar on it as well. Um, same with the apple fritter, uh, made fresh from granddad's. And then our burger patty, arugula, and red onion. I'm coming to your restaurant <laughs> after this show because, Wow. We will be happy to have wow. you. There is nothing that could possibly go wrong by making a hamburger with an apple fritter for a bun. I well, don't care what you put Maybe not inside. having a napkin is, is a problem just because it gets a little <laughs> sticky. This is just incredible. And we're doing this for the kids, too. This <laughs> is for the food for kids. I mean, you... you no, I'm not going to say what I was going to say. <laughs> you really... You could not have made a mistake by after you start with the bun like that, but Absolutely. you still have done a great job with the inside. That is... Um, and the cinnamon, again, it's completely unexpected flavor. Well, us at the Harbor Diner, we always like to think outside the box, like especially with our breakfast and then now with the burger and especially it being for charity, the more the merrier to come down and give us a try, the more money they get, right? So... 
It's all for a great cause. Have you tried this with different kind of donuts? Because that donut works perfect. Mm -hmm. We actually didn't. It was the whole, okay, we need to... for me, beef and apple has always been, you know, a classic combination mm-hmm. in my world. So we didn't want to stray from, you know, what works. Yeah, I'm not sure as much as it's fantastic. I'm not sure Boston cream has quite yeah, the same. Or Ghostbuster there, maybe the walnut crunch. Don't knock it till you try it. Eh? <laughs> I don't know that any of the uh, filled donuts <laughs> work yeah. as well. Donut. <laughs> not really sure of chocolate and beef. <laughs> I'm willing to try though. I don't mind. I would give chocolate and beef a go. Throw sure. in a little bacon, and we're uh, if, if we're it's home. for the kids. <laughs> <laughs> Pete will eat 17 burgers tonight for the kids. <laughs> you are a gener- generous man. Humanitarian. Uh, really, you really are. A philanthropist of the highest order. Bring me more meat. I'll help the kids. Uh, the Harbor Diner. Again, tell people yes. exactly where they can find it because it's uh, fantastic. We are located at 486 James Street North. Um, just kind of, you know, a little bit up from Burlington Street there. Um, if you get to Burlington Street and James Street, you'll find... Where Granddad's Donuts is as well. You are you know. in the same? We are malt? just a couple blocks up from okay. them, but you know we are the North End, so why not you know stick together? Absolutely, uh, and I would hope that they're going to be doing something with your food as well. well. I'm not sure they might you know try and stuff a burger in a donut. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you can have, why not grind right. it up? Uh, now we're on to something. Yeah, yeah, blend blend it up and have exactly. beef have a beef jelly donut yes. instead of Inject jelly. Inject it right the in there. Yes. Yeah, just have a beef. Yeah, yeah wow. that would be fantastic. You know, let them know. Let's get them on the phone. <laughs> we have an idea. Tell them it's for the kids. For the kids. <laughs> Jenna Graham from Harbor Diner. Thanks yes. so much. That Thank was fantastic. You. You. Excellent, you excellent burger. Thank you, Jenna. All right. I think we have one more to do, and you guys have been heroic. Especially you, Ben. Especially considering you came in at the last minute as a pinch hitter. Mm-hmm. And you have not dropped the ball whatsoever. You've you not dropped me, anything. If you need me ever again, ever, <laughs> please. You know, when you selfless, true well, selflessness. Yeah, when we keep talking for about how kids. this is for the kids, th- next year what we should do is auction off a seat around this table for the kids. There you go. That would. Uh, Are you going to eat the whole thing, Pete? Well, yeah, Pete, with, people can't see at home with every burger that comes they're cut into four quarters and Pete is searching for the largest one every single time I grew up with two brothers you gotta be competitive do, you gotta do what you gotta do Marty Berthelmer from Kelsey's the spicy goat cheeseburger thanks for coming in yes thanks a lot for having me did guys. I say the name right you did you okay. did it's a, it's a tricky one a lot of phone calls when I was younger you get telemarketers they didn't have a chance like what did you get <laughs> Oh, Bartholomew, Bertelheimer. Like they, they, were putting, they, were putting, they were putting letters in the word that don't even exist, I, I think. Um, things that shouldn't belong in there. But it's just, you know, it's birth and it's Elmer. You know, like Fudd and like a child. So. Many years ago, um, every year I do the Athletes of the Year. I read them out at the B'nai B'rith dinner. And I learned my lesson the first year because I had to get up and read all these high school Athletes of the Year. And I didn't do a test run with the kids to ask, how do you say your name? Mm-hmm. Rookie mistake. Got up there, <laughs> and the first kid had a Polish last name that was 12 <laughs> letters with no vowels. <laughs> S- S-Z-Y-Z-R-T-Z-R or something. Uh-huh. And, uh, so, yeah. So, yours, Marty Berthelmer. Yes. I mean, phew, easy. That'd easy. Be easy. The, ri- the right. uh, ringer with that. Most football announcers are former players, so you can't expect too much. <laughs> I hey hey, don't don't worry. Standards are set low. With the bar is low in here. No no grand expectations. But you guys did great. Okay, so spicy goat cheeseburger. I will yes. say right off the bat, before I even take a bite of this, this is already probably just by the name the most adventurous, most gourmet, most it, out of the it, box. It's it's a little well rounded. So I mean, if we're gonna go through the ingredient profile on this, so you got like Rick's a li- already done his. 
Yeah, that I, was great. I don't, I don't really think he, he well, had a breath in between that one. I don't know if he chewed. Uh, careful. <laughs> um, so you're looking at like lettuce, tomato as your base, and then it's got sriracha lime mayo, right? So it's classic starter to any burger profile, but it's got sriracha lime seasoning to give a little bit of zip, zip and, yeah. and a little bit of flavor from that lime tartness to it. Because other than that, you are looking at goat cheese, a big puck, two ounces of goat cheese in there with some diced jalapeno. Again, you're getting a little bit of a creamy richness and a soft cheese that actually kind of melts, becomes like a cream cheese when you put it in. Your guys might be just a little bit on the point of soli- like being a little bit more of a firm goat cheese at this point, but man, when it turns into a cream cheese, it's beautiful. And, and you got the diced jalapeno for a little tang, but again, that sriracha lime and the jalapeno, it's not going to melt your face off. At Kelsey's, we try to do everything at a casual level, but be a little adventurous with a, with a flavor profile, but not anything that's going to offend anyone. Um, that being said as well, it's built to order, so if you don't like jalapenos at all, yank them right out, or tomatoes. Um, so then going back up the burger, so then you also have a slice of Swiss cheese, just to round out the cheese profile. Again, softer flavored cheeses, a nice rich creaminess, double smoked bacon, crispy fried onion strings. This one has a great balance, because <clears throat> you, get, you get a little bit of the heat of the sriracha, but you get the cheese to kind of balance it out, and it's still kind of creamy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was phenomenal. See, I think people are, I think there are a number of people who are scared of goat cheese, because they don't eat goat cheese. There are. There are. But um, this is not to be feared. This uh, is not a burger not to be at, scared of. Not at all, especially when, I mean, you know, we're a bunch of guys just sitting here eating burgers. A lot of the burgers I saw come in, they got a nice bunch of, a medley of different kind of cold cuts, prosciutto, and stuff like that, like fantastic looking burgers, don't get me wrong. But then you, you throw in a goat goat cheese ingredient and you're talking to a guy who's just used to his you know cheddar bacon cheeseburger sort of thing and it's kind of like a that's that's the pulling back on the rain sort of effect you get but then it's like you know what trust Try me if, you, if you've never mm-hmm. tried goat cheese on a burger especially smothered in between two of our patties double stacked it just melts up real nice it becomes its own sort of gooey cream cheese layer it, it adds a richness to the burger that if you haven't had it before you, you don't know how to explain it probably you don't know what you're getting into but try it well it's like the first time i ever tried and someone suggested and i do like blue cheese but someone said i'll melt some blue cheese onto a burger right. i go yeah. Oh. yeah some people are you're almost offended oh the thought and of then that then you alone. try it and you yeah. go that's fantastic yeah, why didn't that. i do that before this is mm-hmm. the same thing it's uh, i would eye opening i would never life have thought changing. To put this is a life changing yes. burger it's the jalapenos i see the tears i see the, yeah. <laughs> but i like the citrus too the lime in there just it, it is and thing. and you can notice the, the that and it's because again it's infused into the mayo but again we that but we also have regular mayo so if you don't want to get those sort of flavors you just get the regular mayo it's meant to be as it's listed but if anything's offensive that we can hold back or kind of gear it to your standards marty the thing i said to someone i don't know three or four burgers ago was (laughs) it's amazing to me that we're talking about hamburger which is a like the one word which doesn't mean the same thing at all when you look at everybody who's come in here the creativity that you can do with a Absolutely. The and, idea of a hamburger. And you look from one restaurant to the next, and you would think that that word went, you know, international language, and they turned it around, and it became a different word, because it's not at all the same thing between mm-hmm. two burgers that come in. And that's the whole point, I think, of this competition, which is a friendly competition, really. It's more for a charity-driven local community event, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah, for the, kids. for the um, kids. <laughs> but, but, it's, but it's like the creativity, the, the inspired chef in everyone. Like, that's what this is also about. For the people who get to create these, there's a lot of pride that goes into them, right? I, you know, if nothing else, I, first of all, I hope that people go and try all these burgers or some of these burgers. There are people who do the gauntlet. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, they will come in they say, I don't even know what it is. Or they say, I've already got your photo. It's on my phone. I came here just for this. Yeah. But you know what? It can also inspire people, really, even though I would encourage them, again, because it is, we're laughing about it, but it is for kids. It is for charity. Yeah. Yeah. But to try some of this stuff, like take whatever you got in the fridge and see if you can put together... Yeah. Some sort of creative burger because you guys have all shown like you can take almost anything and make something amazing. Truly, truly, burger is uh, an, 
an item, a project, a product of the kitchen sink idea, right? Yeah. Where take anything from, you know, that sort of whole old, old adage, right? And you can pretty much put anything onto a burger and make it your own. And as long as you enjoy it, that's what it's all about. Marty Berthelmer from Kelsey's with the spicy goat cheeseburger. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, no really problem. Just, that. just so that everyone knows who's out there, it is the Kelsey's Winona one, like the okay. Winona Crossing, just because I, I know already a couple of the inner city stores were called about. It, and it's like, yeah, so you got to come to us if you want the burger. Winona. Uh, Yes, Winona Cross, right beside the new Costco out there. The Scott Radley Show. Weekday evenings from 6 to 8 on 900 CHML. Scott Radley Show podcast is available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Scott Radley. Thanks again for listening, and do not forget to subscribe to this podcast. It is free. You will never miss an episode. And also, be sure you rate us and review us. Whatever you think of us, we'll take it. Thanks for listening.